0: Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. Did you know that Pinterest isn't just for dinner recipes, workout tips, and home decor inspiration, but it's a really extremely powerful business tool as well? Oh yeah, but here's the thing. No t, no shade. I use it for wannabe dinner recipes. I use it for workout tips and I use it for home inspiration, but I also use it for business. But really... I really want to drive home the point is making sure that we all understand and we all acknowledge that Pinterest is on the most popular and most powerful search engines on the web and that chances are your dream customer, they're using it that's why I invited my guest today Kate all to come on the podcast and break down what Pinterest is all about and how you can leverage it for your business the founder of simple pen media Kate has been helping business owners discover learn and master Pinterest Ugh, and not just Pinterest but specifically Pinterest marketing for your business and she's done it over seven years now the part of the thing that I really love about Kate is that she's great at combining data from working with a ton of clients education from Pinterest and her knowledge of the platform 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 because what she wants us to do is expand the reach of your business and my business using Pinterest. And I know you're going to want to take notes because when you hear her credible insights today, y'all, your mind is going to be blown. Without further ado, let's get pinning and listen to this interview. Okay. So if you've ridden around the block with me, you will know That part of the protocol, part of like the many fiery hoops that we have when we bring guests onto the podcast is if I know them personally. So just imagine my surprise and delight that for the first time ever, there's going to be somebody on the podcast who I haven't spoken to, met or know prior to the podcast, which would probably kind of perk your ears up a little bit. And let me just tell you, the way that this conversation started was because we got a pitch to the podcast that is, let's just be real. It's unrivaled. (laughs) Like I told our podcast producer, Christy, I was like, whoa, now I know how to pitch myself on a podcast. Friends, I am incredibly honored to number one, have a conversation with a new, I'm sure to be friend around a topic that we haven't covered or really touched on the podcast all too much, but The pitch itself made me so excited, not just to be an interviewer, but to be a student. So I hope that I do you right by asking the ever amazing Kate from Simple Pen Media the right question. So let's kind of give a framework before we bring Kate on to the show. It's like she's been helping business owners for over seven years and she combines data. Y'all know me. I love me some data and numbers. So she she combines data, working with clients, her education from Pinterest and then knowledge of the platform to help people expand the reach of their business using Pinterest. And if you're like me and you kind of sort of use Pinterest, but you really want to learn how to up level, I am so hopeful and excited and very, very, very... Um, I wasn't going to say anticipatory. I'm anticipating and anticipatorying this great conversation with Kate. Kate, thank you and welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. There's so, well, thanks for um, seeing my pitch that way. I was so <laughs> nervous to send it. I felt like the biggest dork too. I was like, I'm sure she gets 1 million of these, but I'm just going to go with it and well, see what we do
0: get. We do get a ton of pitches and just the nature of how it unfolded. I have to just say. So, for listeners, Kate came in, she did her homework, then she just explained what the podcast would be about, frameworked it for Jasmine Star show listeners, and then said, This is going to be the direct value add. And so, who am I to be like, Brilliant person, really talking about building a business, carved out a perfect pitch, and I'm like, all right, let's get this party started. So in order for you and me to get to know each other the quickest, and for our listeners, can we start off with a little bit of game? It is just a true or false game so we can hit the ground running. You bet. Let's go. Okay. True or false? You need to pin other creators' content to be successful on Pinterest. False. True or false? It's okay to use Pinterest templates to create your pins. True. Ah. A drop in traffic means you're marked as spam. False. True or false? You need to join group boards to be successful on Pinterest. False. You should delete underperforming pins on Pinterest to improve your performance. False. Scheduling tools can hurt your performance on Pinterest. False. Last one. Every business owner should use Pinterest for their business absolutely true. (laughs) Okay. So that leads us to the first question. Why? Tell us why. Give us your big, big pitch on why we should be using Pinterest. You bet.
1: One of the things is that Pinterest is a search and discovery platform. It's like Google. So people use it to go there for ideas and dreams and plans. And they go there with this mindset of like, how can I be served? They're in a different world. So Instagram users go there because they want to follow people. They want to get caught up in people's lives. When they go to Pinterest, they're like, give me all the things that make me awesome. And so business owners have to use it as one part of their marketing, but it's different, right? So if you're into SEO, you're into Google, you should be using Pinterest because those people are searching over there, but they want a pretty picture. They don't want just text.
0: So, uh, very often on the inside of Social Curator, we clearly define the way that we're creating marketing strategies because you have the stumble upon marketing strategy and then you have the search-based marketing strategy. Stumble upon are great for social platforms like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, because they're stumbling upon your content unexpected to learn something great or see something entertaining or empowering. But when somebody's using Google, when somebody's using Pinterest, it's search-based intent. They're going to look for, quite honestly, honestly, the thing that your business provides. So having said that, I'm sounding like I'm a professional, but I'm like, no, 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 I really want to pick (laughs) Shade's brain here. Cause I'm saying like, we know this, we know what to do, but I don't know if I'm actually doing it to the best ability. So what is the strategy you recommend for the average, average, I'm very average. So I don't have like a massive team. So the average business owner, how should we be using Pinterest? Should we be repurposing blog posts and our social media posts or create content native to the platform?
1: Yeah, I would say there's a little bit of both. So okay. number one, I'll tell people like you always want to have your profile set up to reflect your brand, like what it is you talk about. And with that search and discovery, keywords make Pinterest go round because people mm. are searching for phrases and topics like, how do I get rid of Adele Acne? What's the best beauty product? They're not interested in a brand. They're interested in a solution. So what's great about that is if you have a small business owner, a product seller, they can compete with a big product products if theirs has a great benefit or value add. So for the person who's using it on average, what you're thinking about is how do I take my content that is how-to based, or it's answering a question for people and putting that on Pinterest, and then letting people surface that, discover it, and come over. So A few really important parts. One, it has to be a vertical image. Can't be square and we cannot link from Pinterest to Instagram. It's really important because app to app, super clunky. You're going to lose people. So if you do have a home base of a website, we always recommend you Mm -hmm. send people there. Don't send them all around to YouTube, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. So don't take a blank or don't take a picture you have on Instagram that doesn't have any text. Use an image on Pinterest that's vertical has text. Now here's where you can repurpose some of your Instagram content. You can take your reels, you can take your quick, you know, short story videos, and you can repurpose them over onto Pinterest, but they can't be about you. That's really, really important as you think about it is Pinterest users are interested in your solution, not your day. And so if Mm. repurposing your content includes your solution, use it all day long over there. Just don't talk about yourself too much.
0: Okay. So this is, this is fascinating because I hear two things. So you want to send people back to your website, specifically a blog. Do I understand that correctly? Yeah, correct. So then are you saying for us to repurpose our reels to a blog post and then link from, and then that's where we're, that's where we're deriving that pinback is to the blog? Yep.
1: So there's, uh, so I will say this too. So you caught this interview at an interesting time because Pinterest is kind of reiterating itself. Before, there was just standard pins or videos, those were really the only two ways you could put your content onto Pinterest. Well, now they want to play the game of the short form video. So they've added what they call idea pins. This is really where we're going to take and repurpose these reels into idea pins. And they live forever. There's no 24-hour time limit or anything like that. Simple. They call them cards. And so you can take your reel and you can turn it into an idea pin an interesting thing is they don't link yet. There's no swipe up feature or anything like that. So people come to your oh. profile at the
0: end. So the call to
1: action is really increase followers, which haven't been important before, but now they are. So with these idea pins, you repurpose them. They go to your profile, click on your link, and come to your website. And then now they're all the things, right, to choose from. But it's a little bit different. So that's why I want to stress there's a new iteration of Pinterest coming.
0: Ooh, look at us, we're getting the tea. We're getting the tea. Okay, but like break this down for me simply. If there's a person with a reel, are they downloading the reel from Instagram and uploading it to Pinterest as an idea or can they yeah. link back to Instagram and then it, it just actually doesn't link to Instagram?
1: It doesn't link to anything. It doesn't link to Instagram. So our workflow is, let's say I record our reel and we have just the raw video too. We even strip down, like we don't add any of the extra stuff. So I've got my main video. I can go to Pinterest, I can upload it and I can use some of their tools over there to add a little bit of text or anything like that. And I create this story pin. There are some people who don't strip any of the things from Instagram and they can also upload it to Pinterest as well. But the problem we see people do is they kind of don't frame it into how to or benefits of. It's kind of, again, just a story about someone's life. So that's why we upload it again to Pinterest. We add those that reel. And then at the end, Pinterest adds a card all on its own that says, follow this person. Go visit their profile for more information. And so that's how they're repurposing reels. Taking it off of Instagram, just putting it onto Pinterest, making sure it's the right content. And then they follow you on Pinterest and visit your website. Okay, I'm
0: freaking blown away right now. So when you download a reel, the Instagram logo will appear very similar to when you download it from TikTok. Yeah. But I hear you say that you're creating ba- essentially like a TikTok slash reel slash Pinterest story or idea pin. What are we calling it? Idea. <laughs> idea. So each of these videos are going to be uploaded. So they appear native to that platform. And okay. Oh. Yes.
1: So now you get to stretch out, right? So now, like, you know, when you're doing the reels about like how to get more engagement on Instagram or how to get people to comment, you can take and pull that over to Instagram and you haven't recreated anything new. You're just actually putting it on a totally new platform, but somebody's already searching on Pinterest. How do I use Instagram marketing? How do Correct. I grow? Now, one of the key things here is when you upload whatever it is to Pinterest, when you pin it, there's a thing called the pin description. This should just be two to three sentences, really natural sounding, but with those keywords there, because that's what makes the algorithm work is this keyword, because Pinterest says, hey, whenever anybody opens up the app, we want to make it so tuned to what they're interested in that Mm -hmm. we check on what they've clicked on, what they've Mm -hmm. saved, if they watch Mm -hmm. idea pins." and now it's all magically right here. Mm -hmm. So don't skip that. A lot of people get caught in the creation of the idea pin, not that writing. Take time to write that out because it's really important.
0: Okay. My mind is like firing a thousand miles a minute. But before we go in that direction, I want to take a step back and talk a little bit about your origin story, because I think Mm. that the podcast really is extended by personal connection to whoever is teaching the content. So how did you get here? How did you become such a big advocate for Pinterest?
1: Oh, so 2013, 2012, I was working with a friend on her website. She was frugal deal blogger and I was doing Facebook marketing. Facebook changed our algorithm for business pages and basically wiped out everyone's traffic. Mm -hmm. So people started to ask, where do we go to get more traffic? And I was working with her on Pinterest at the time. We were doing a little bit of investigating, like, can we use this platform? Mm. Just three years old. Well, um, super poor. We had been hit by the recession, living on food stamps, family of five, little kids, and we were running out of unemployment. And I was sitting at a friend's table, basically losing my mind. And she said, you should manage people's Pinterest pages for them. People need to know this. Like, they're so confused by it. And I was like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Nobody's (laughs) going to go for that. And she was like, you don't have any money. You need to do whatever you can to bust it to make some money. And I was like, "That's a good friend.
0: That's a good friend. That's a real good
1: friend." She was right. And I was like, well, I guess she's got a point. So I dove deep into everything Pinterest at the time, which was not a lot, and thought, okay, can I really manage people's accounts? So I bought Simple Pin Media in January of 2014, set up a super ugly website, and asked three people to be my beta clients. And I said, tell me everything I'm doing wrong. Tell me everything I'm doing right. And then if this fails after three months, we just won't talk about it again. (laughs) And after three months, they were like, this is amazing. I'm getting so much traffic from Pinterest. I'm telling my friends. And so they told other people. And pretty soon, three clients turned into five, six, eight. And then all of a sudden, I had a full-fledged business on my hands. And my daughter actually came down with type 1 diabetes. I was suddenly in the hospital. And I'm like, Mm. I need a number two like I need I need like an emergency person. Mm-hmm. So I hired my friend and realized I love I love team building, I love leadership, I love investing in people. And I thought, well what if I could give other women jobs, especially locally. I live in the Portland area, so maybe we could we could do this. And almost 8 years later, I have I don't know, over 120 clients and almost 40 team members and I wow. get to have my dream job. So Yeah, that's the
0: origin. Incredible. Okay, so as I was preparing for this conversation, I'd like to leave a couple things that are unknown because what I don't want to do is like have listeners be like, well, Jasmine planted every single one of these questions. Like, <laughs> so somebody's listening and we're going to get dive in way more into like tactical things. Now, for those who are unfamiliar, of course you'd be unfamiliar because you were not on the beginning part of this call. Every time I bring somebody onto the podcast, my goal has always been, I want somebody to end every episode and have at least one tactical thing that they could do. So please know that that's our intention, although we've already, I think everything that Kate has really dove into, You, we have stuff to do. If nothing else, if nothing else, it would be to strip your reel and you could take it to a website called Musical.ly musicallydown, dot com. You will link the reel and then it'll export as an MP4 without the TikTok or the Instagram logo. You could then upload that to Pinterest do not forget the description. You could absolutely use text that you've created on a different platform. But ideally what Kate is saying is if you use text to contextualize how to or educational content, it would likely perform better. But hey, we don't got a lot of time. So if you can't do that quite honestly, no problem. Just make sure it's optimized for how to's and less about your life. And don't forget the description part. So That's one tactical thing. So as we get into other things, let's get into more ideas about Pinterest. I'm gonna dive into some of the questions. So there are a lot of business owners right now who are like, I like her. I think she's smart. I'd love to pin, but please don't make me add another thing to my plate. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you get that a ton. So Pinterest takes a lot of time, at least until you get the hang of it. That's been my experience. Do you have any tips or tricks or tools that can make it more streamlined?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of scheduling tools out there for pinning, number one. So just the actual consistency of it, you can find those just by searching third-party scheduling tools for Pinterest. And they are Pinterest approved. So Pinterest puts their stamp on them. Cool. So that's number one. Number two, templates. We talked about that in the beginning. Getting any type of Pinterest template through Canva can make it so fast and quick and easy because that is really what slows people down is creating images because you can do a lot in your phone on Instagram, but on Pinterest, you need a different type of image. So that's probably number two. Number three, once you get the hang of it and you're consistent with putting your content onto Pinterest and you can repurpose your reels, also here's another thing. You really only need to do one idea pin mm. per week. You don't need to do a ton like you would on Instagram and doing more than that. So actually, we find that people spend more hours on Instagram with the engagement piece, which Pinterest doesn't have. There's no comments. In fact, people kind of think it's a little <laughs> creepy, like it's becoming a little bit more, but their mindset really is don't talk to me. Like I'm in my introvert platform. I don't want to talk to you. So the pressure to comment back is a little bit less than anywhere else.
0: I think a lot less.
1: Oh, 100%. I love Pinterest Mm. because it's quiet. Like I'm not caught up in the conversation. (laughs) I just go there. So I would say aim to do two to three hours a week. And that is really after you get your system. The first system to start with would be Mm. you need to make sure your profile is branded and reflects who you are. If I go to your Pinterest profile, Well, I want to know what you do right away. It's not that hard. Go through the settings, name, description, website. You're good to go. And then your board should be set up to, again, reflect what you talk about. Don't make them cutesy Mm, names. Make them really solid, really strong keyword names like um, best beauty products or vegan beauty products or something like that. And then after that, when it gets into the consistency, you really need to only have about three to five pins per day going to the platform. And those third-party scheduling tools make that Mm -hmm. mapping out where you could do a whole month in a sitting if you really need to. Now, when you do that, though, one of the things before you use Pinterest open up your app and just use it for an hour. Become a user so you can understand what you like and don't like so you don't do the thing you don't like. So if you've never used Pinterest or if you don't like it, that's my first thing to you. Spend one hour in the app just messing around with it and see what you like. After that, you can get into that two to three hours a week, touching base. And then once a month, your data. We talked about that at the beginning. Really touch on your data Mm -hmm. and looking at what are people saving? What are people clicking on? What is the thing that's getting the most engagement and replicate that? You'll soon find themes too as well. Here's the last thing I'll say. One of the great things about Pinterest is that when a pin gets picked up in search and it becomes things that when somebody searches something rises to the top because it's been clicked on or saved. Pinterest sees that like Google, right? The top rankings.
0: Yeah. This
1: can bring you traffic for years And that's the benefit too, is that something I wrote in 2017 about how to clean up Pinterest boards brings me a thousand sessions a month from Pinterest where I get to capture their email address and talk with them. I don't do a thing with it. So once you get it going, so I'll tell people to as well, invest about six months. It's not going to feel good. Instagram feels good. We have all these markers and comments and engagement Pinterest doesn't have that. So think of it as you really are planting seeds, tending a garden in hopes of seeing that later. So it's just go into it with a different mindset and then your time productivity changes because of that. We could just drop the mic.
0: If you weren't using such a nice podcasting mic, I'd be like, just drop it. Like there it is. (laughs) Right, exactly. Okay. So I have to to kind of just insert a little bit of like a personal co-signing. So my husband and I, we we bought a fixer upper and everything has been on the back of Pinterest. So we're talking about products that we're finding. We're talking about service-based professionals that we're providing, consulting that we're getting. Even if somebody provides a service and they're not in Newport Beach, we could still reach out to them for consulting or advice. So that leads me to another question. We know that product-based businesses... Going to be great. Bloggers, things of that nature. But what about somebody who provides a business? Like we have accountants or dentists that listen to this. Is Are there certain industries that you're like, mm. probably... A different platform would be better for you.
1: I would say chiropractor, dentist, anything that's more local focused that doesn't have a component that you could connect with people online, like you're really never going to do that. With the exception of if you are like a restaurant owner, um, you can talk about things Ooh. in your city. Now, this is an, an interesting backdoor. So a lot yes. of people travel and what they do before they travel is they look for places to eat. Those types of local you want to be those lists. Cause then what happens is if somebody's now in like New York, they're like, I'm going to pull up my Pinterest board. Cause I saved all this stuff. And so that's where local can come into play. If you don't have a blog or anything for your business, try to figure out people who are local, um, tourism people. They're going to talk about, you know, places to visit, try to get on their list, too, but do make Mm. sure you have a Pinterest profile too. Maybe you're talking about local food to your area. We've seen a lot of um, national parks use it because then people will you know, plan out that trip as well. But when it comes to like a local service provider, if you're just like a nail technician, but you're not selling your nails online, that might be a little
0: tougher. Okay. So this is actually really good, but I also don't want to underestimate coming, coming from, I'm still, I will, I was a photographer before anybody considered me a photographer. I will remain a photographer for the duration of my life. I have seen photographers use Pinterest probably like in the best in the industry. Like these photographers are creating boards because anything that as a service provider that you could travel to or that you have, um, itemized in some sort of like online capacity. Like if you're a photographer who's teaching something and somebody can buy great platform. If you're a photographer who could travel to a client, then by all means, Pinterest is going to be amazing, amazing resources for warm leads. Okay. So what are the four types of Pinterest pins and how can small business owners utilize them?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Static pins. That's just a regular pin.
0: Then you can wait, do wait, a hold video on, let's pin. Oh. Let's like speak like I'm five. When you say that's just a regular oh, pin. Okay.
1: Good. Okay. I'll go back there. Okay. Pinterest has a pin. This is the thing that they've had forever. It's kind of like their signature mark. It's what you see when you open up the app right away. It's a vertical image. You click on it and it leads to a website. That's what we call like a static or regular pin. It's like your standard foundation then we have a video pin. A video pin should be less than two minutes, very poppy. Um, It's like a teaser. You don't want long form video on Pinterest because they're not used to it. They're not ready to stick around. So that can be square or it can be even be vertical. You can make it tall, but the same thing, it links to go to a website or another location. Then we have idea pins, which is what we were talking about before. Those are going to be at the very top of Pinterest. They don't go anywhere. They just tell a very simple story. Now, these are great, I want to say, for people who maybe they don't have a blog or they don't have any content, but they have ideas. And they're like, well, I know the five steps as to how to pick the best photographer or what questions to ask your photographer before your wedding. It's like micro content inside Pinterest. And then the last they have are well, there's actually technically five. I'm
0: sorry, Kate. What do we call number three again?
1: Number three is idea pins.
0: Idea pins, and this is the this is the reel that we correct. But I actually like for people who, and there is a pretty significant resistance to reels or doing TikTok. The fact mm-hmm. that you could create a pin that doesn't link anywhere, but is still sharing five tips. I love this. I think this is a hundred percent what I would tell a new business owner who doesn't have the resources to go deep, but to wants to create a presence and get, wow, okay, great. Good to know. Thank you.
1: I'll also say about that really quickly, too, is let's say somebody has some ideas and they don't know which one is going to resonate with an audience. They can test out all five different of those ideas in an idea pin and see which one oh, wins gosh. and then put more effort behind so it, good. right? Teaser. So then we have promoted pins, which are paid advertising mm-hmm. on Pinterest, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother rabbit mm-hmm. hole. And then we have what are called carousel pins. These are not used very often, but you can upload multiple regular images, static images, and then you can rotate through them. We just don't see them very often on Pinterest, which is why we kind of use them. Sometimes they're used in ads, but for the most part, they're not a regularly used one.
0: Why do you think the carousel pins don't perform as well as say like a static pin or a video pin? You know, I think it's because
1: Pinterest hasn't put a lot of effort behind Mm -hmm. them. We kind of watch where they're going. And right now they're putting all their effort behind video and idea, obviously because they're trying to compete with the short form of the TikTok and the Instagram. So a regular carousel pin is just a regular pin. It's nothing exciting. Whereas an idea pin or a video is a lot more exciting. And it keeps people on the platform longer, which is what Mm -hmm. Pinterest wants
0: right now. So if somebody really wanted to grow... And wanted to get gasoline on that fire. Is there a certain amount of money that you would say to test with when it comes to creating an an ad for Pinterest?
1: Yeah, definitely. We recommend anywhere between $12 to $15 a day okay. with the caveat that Pinterest ads take a long time to optimize. They take about two, maybe even three weeks. So you're kind of spending money without knowing if they're working. Whereas a Facebook ad or Instagram, it's like, you know, within the first three or four hours, if it's actually working. So with a Pinterest ad, you're going to invest about four to six weeks of just seeing how is Pinterest going to optimize your ad? Where are they going to show it to people? So that's why we Mm. stick with the 12 to 15 a day.
0: I am Fascinated right now. Okay. So I'm going a little bit off script. So you have an agency and you have a plethora of team members. And I'm pretty sure that if anybody's doing one to one work, it's going to be on the higher end as a service. Do you have anything for somebody who's just starting out? Like where, where would they go if I told them to go? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we have that side of our education and we have um, a start sequence that's free. So if you did oh, simplepinmedia.com slash start, that's where you get started. We'll make sure and leave that in the, in the show notes too. Perfect. So we have our Simple Pin Collective where we help. It's a membership where we help people and coach them through because we found the course model really wasn't a good way to teach because Pinterest Change. changes good. all the
0: time. Good call. Yep.
1: So we have that, and then we have the Ad Society, which is our membership for ads. So people who are like, "I got the organic down. I just want to deep dive into ads." We have that oh, there
0: too. Oh, wow! So you segmented out the membership. We did. Yeah.
1: So interesting. No, I, it's been super helpful. Too. And I'm going
0: to geek out just business owner to business owner. Yeah. Are they the same price for the memberships?
1: No, the ads are actually cheaper at 47 a month, and the collective is more expensive at 97 a month. But that's because the collective is like. 1 million videos and then coaching and so much more robust because people's questions about organic Pinterest marketing are super wide. Whereas when we get to the questions about Pinterest ads, we can go deep on like a certain type of ad we know performs well. We can do hot seats and we can do coaching and some education, but it's a lot of testing. So we didn't found we need it. We didn't need a course as in detail over there. We just needed the foundational element. They need more like handholding, a forum, a communal... Yeah, we separated it oh. out. And it's been just the best for us to teaching because we want to get people the right information in the right yes. way. We don't want our organic students yeah. to hear about ads and be like, this is so right. overwhelming. Right.
0: We don't want anyone to be overwhelmed. That's, wow, intriguing. I'm fascinated with this. And I feel like I want to geek out about business stuff. But speaking of analytics, like we're, talk, we're talking about organic and maybe we see that something is performing really well organically. Um, we, let's say in the future, we want to turn it into an ad. Like, what do I need to look for when it comes to Pinterest analytics?
1: Yeah. So Pinterest analytics have actually gotten better. Mm -hmm. So there's three places we go to look. One is Pinterest analytics. So you get that with a business account. And what you're going to look for is what are people clicking on and what are people saving? Mm. But the click means they're actually taking an action and coming to your website already. So then where they're going, how are you converting them? Why are What's the reason, right? So then if it is to grow your email list, then you know Oh, I can put money behind this pin. And the great part about that is this organic pin that was there. If you put money behind it, it still stays there. It's not like it goes away like a Facebook or Instagram ad. You don't turn it on and off. It just, always lives there. So that means you get organic traffic and then a boost from promoted pins mm. and then organic. Mm. So that's really what you want to look for is what are people clicking on? Now, the second place is if you have Google Analytics and you can see which pin is driving traffic to your website, that's an even better picture because You obviously have hit on something that's coming up high in search on Pinterest. So how can you continue the relationship and provide them something that's going to be so helpful to them that they are going to join your community and then Mm -hmm. purchase? One really interesting thing about pinners is we like to call them like tire kickers. Like they will gather a ton of information before they make a decision. Mm -hmm. Like they just want to like feel it out and, you know, see if it's right So this can be six to eight months before they make a decision. So that's also really important to think about your buyer's journey is that if it's a A lamp, or if it's something along those lines, like for your house, you want a whole board of lamps before you make a decision because you want to see your options, then you're going to buy. So, thinking about that with your promoted pin too, especially the holidays, we're going into the highest traffic time on Pinterest right now. And so, if you know that you sell something more this time, then you want to be thinking about how to get that onto Pinterest now so that you get into people's boards, they're saving it, and then they're clicking later to come purchase your product?
0: I just want to crawl from the internet and hug you because I love (laughs) this trash. Because I think think Uh, about consumer behavior. I actually, anytime I have a conversation with somebody on the podcast, or I have a conversation about business in and of itself, I compare it to human behavior. I could care less about pontificating about how we think people will behave. And I think to myself, adopted our baby girl in February, 2020. And it was going into Easter that I felt like all this pressure as a new mom. I'm like, this is her first Easter basket. Like I need to make it the most epic Easter basket of all times. And so I go to Pinterest and start doing what you had just said, the proverbial lamp board that had a bunch of lamps. I put so many things on this Pinterest board and then decided what would go in that basket. Human behavior dictates our behavior as business owners. I absolutely stinking love this so much. Okay. So I know you had mentioned over time, you should be dedicating around two to three hours a week. Um, but you're also being in as an active user to avoid things that you don't want to see or do, but how many times a week would you say somebody should be pinning?
1: I would say if, if you could do per day, like If you can do one to two per day dripped out throughout the week and you can do it to different boards, you can pin stuff again. I would say that's going to be most important because Pinterest says we want you to be consistent Mm. dripping out your content onto the platform. So I would never advise somebody to like pin once on Sunday, pin once on the next Sunday. You've got to use that scheduling tool or you can go onto Pinterest yourself too. I forget. That's why I use a tool to have it scheduled out onto Pinterest to be consistent that way. Cause they want, they're basically saying to creators, we want your fresh content so we can serve our pinners so they can come back to your website. They want this loop. So you just need to feed it, feed the beast. One or two times a day. Okay, this
0: is really good. And so would you advise against somebody after this who's like, I'm like, they have a come to Jesus moment and they're like, I can go and do 35 pins right now. Let me bang it out. You're saying just get those 35 pins, spread them out over the next couple of weeks so that it's two or three times a day using a scheduler.
1: Correct. Okay. Because one of the things that Pinterest does is when I go onto someone's profile, I can see everything they've pinned chronologically. So if you've been the same thing 35 times in a row, that's all I'm going to see. Mm. So I want a little bit of variety. So pepper some different things, upload your idea pins. If you do have short form video, this is another thing. You can also take your 15 second video And you can just add that to Pinterest as a video. It doesn't have to be an idea pin. So there's a lot of different repurposing ways to keep consistent on the platform. And if you don't have a lot of content, don't worry about it. Just start and make sure that you're um, fueling the fire so that you can build on it later. But just be investing in it. And please, please use it. Like just use it like a user because then I guarantee it's going to click for you and you're going to know how to make it work.
0: So I'm going to throw you for a loop. So bear with me. If somebody's here okay. and they, they want to make a piece of content that they feel will be really workable on Pinterest, do you have like three general ideas or three general templates on what somebody could use to start testing?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so with this content, would it be living on a website?
0: Huh? For now... No. Okay.
1: So let's say you just have content out there and you want to just begin to build your awareness and brand on Pinterest. The number one way that you can do that right now would be through the idea pins because they don't need a link to where you can just start saying, here's the five tips for potted plants or something like that, whatever. You can essentially micro create that way. Okay,
0: so the first for so the first idea that I hear you say is create a post that's five ways to do and then X. Fill in the blank mm-hmm. of you as a professional. five ways to pose during a photo shoot, five outfits to wear during the fall, five ways to host a potted plant. So idea number one is the five ways to do something that you specialize in. Now, would yep. they take that same idea and create a blog post? Like, if they own a website, they, yeah. they would make that post a blog post, create a graphic for it on Pinterest, and then pin it to a board.
1: Correct. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So that's idea. Yep. That's
0: idea number one. If we're yep. going through five idea, five ways to do X, what's another piece of content that we think would perform very well as a template idea?
1: I would say the first thing would be, we've got your profile built out. We can do some idea pins start to do more of those. I'm probably not going to give the best ideas right now, but I say, let's say if we're talking about plants, you can go down the road of like fertilizer or tips or Mm -hmm. whatever and begin to see what people engage with. Don't do anything else than two to three idea pins per week. And then once you get this idea of what people are interested in, then you can start actually creating content on a website or you can Mm. keep creating. Pinterest wants to be the place where you create on there. Okay,
0: so idea number one, if you're getting started, now these ideas are going to be applicable if you have a website or if you don't have a website. The methodology of how you pin them on Pinterest will be different. But idea number one was five ways to do and then your specialty. Five ways to pose on a photo shoot, five ways to post a potted plant. Then the second idea that Kate just went through would be three things that accompany what you do professionally. And she had mentioned, mm-hmm. we have one pin about the five ways to host a potted plant and then the three types of best fertilizers. So something that's accompanying. So if you are using this as a photographer, the five best poses during an engagement session, and it's just like the five best or the three ways to pair a cardigan over jeans, over a dress. So we're looking for things that are complementary to your profession or what it is you do. What about a third idea? I'm really pushing Communicate here but I want get I know you time. are
1: so I would say one of the things we've heard of recently is um, what to say or what to do in a situation so oh. it's like how why what so a company that we have worked with in the past and was on our podcast they sell grief boxes and they realized they were getting new customers from Pinterest because people were asking what do I say when somebody's lost their parent what do I give to somebody who's lost a child and they were writing pieces of content that answered that question but their solution was their grief box. And so they were getting all these new customers through this route answering those what or why
0: questions. So that would be another one. And I could see like being super cheeky about it too, because a grief box feels very heavy and it seems like a hard right hook, but that's desperately what people need because based on their pressure point. But you could be super cheeky if we use like the analogy of the plant, it's like five ways to host a petted plant, three of the best fertilizers. And it's like the five things to say when somebody calls you a crazy plant mom. And it's funny yes, and but it totally. still positions you wow that's good look what we just did Kate like I see I, know. I see a future podcast for your podcast coming up I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just going to bring <laughs> you on and be like I I need an idea generator can you just come on and like Pepper us with ideas. Okay, well, consider it done. I just invited my own self on your Dang podcast. Perfect, let's do it. Um, Kate, so we are, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We have been definitely chatting for a hot minute, but for people who want to go deeper with you, your team, your memberships, your education, and your high-end facilitation of Pinterest and using it for business, where do they go? How can we find you?
1: Simplepinmedia.com. We have everything there at the top. And if you want to get to know me more and how I teach the podcast, which is the Simple Pin Podcast, you can listen and creep in and see what's happening new with Pinterest.
0: Thank you for blessing us with your brilliance, your magic, Mm -hmm. your ideas. I feel inspired to look at Pinterest in any way. And I know that there's a lot of business owners who do as well. Thank you a thousand times over. Thank you for having me. Isn't Kate just amazing? After this episode, I was so fired up to work with Kate and her team at Simply Pin Media to leverage Pinterest for my business in an even bigger way. The possibilities are endless with this amazing tool, and I can't wait to see where it takes you and your business. If you're ready to jump on the Pinterest train, send me a direct message on Instagram with the code word pinterest so number one i know you're serious and number two it will allow me to personally thank you for being one of the homies that listens to the jasmine star show until next time i'll connect with you over on direct message i'll talk to you soon